0: what's up y'all it's your girl maestro and you are tuned into a new episode of fears unfiltered anybody else feel like last week was hell in a handbag raise your hand i'm raising mine um there was a lot of mess happening last week. The devil was working overtime. You hear me? So if you hear me chewing or drinking, Throughout this episode, it's because your girl is just trying to make it through, you know, and so chocolate covered pretzels and this whiskey sour is my vice of choice. I encourage you to figure out what yours is, because, you know, truly we are just all trying to make it through this panoramic the best way we know how. Okay, so if you want to curl on your couch with your favorite show. You want to pour your favorite wine or your favorite drink, honey, go on a jog, eat your favorite food. Whatever it is you need to do to take care of you, do that. You know, I'm praying for good vibes this week. The devil was working hard last week, but we all know that God works harder. So, you know, I'm praying for roses, rainbows and sunshine for me, you and yours on this week. Okay, let's touch and agree. Amen. Hallelujah. Also, for those of you that know and love the Netflix show You, I'm going to ask that you guys allow me to have a brief Joe Goldberg moment. Dear you, I know that you're listening to this show hoping that all of the stunts and tricks that you pulled last week would have me address you on my podcast. I know part of your motivation was to get so far under my skin with the hopes that I would breathe life into your miserable existence. Poor, pitiful you. You can stop here because it's not going to happen. I will not address you. I will not address the situation. You don't matter. And I know I know that's a painful and numbing truth And I encourage you to seek therapy To seek your God, whoever he is Or to simply find someone else to fixate on Because the energy and attention that you want from me You just will never get So you can stop here Or you can keep listening Because I know you're a fan of the show But either way, understand that whatever route you choose, I simply don't give a fuck. And now, let's get the show started. This week's spotlight goes out to the people of Texas. Y'all motherfuckers have been through it. And truly, my heart breaks for you guys. If you have not been paying attention to the news, let me update you. Texas has been receiving record lows because of a winter storm that blew through the country last week. I mean, millions of people without power, millions of people without water, record low temperature, bitter cold. San Antonio's temperatures dipped to like 12 degrees uh dallas and other places got as low as two degrees goddamn houston is just tap the fuck out and everybody knows that texas for the most part is predominantly warm they were just not prepared for this level of cold and the cold contributed to uh i guess the the electrical system being overpowered which meant that there were power outages and blackouts and it has just been crazy shit happening in texas and my heart breaks for the state because they just simply were not prepared other states are used to to this kind of cold and there's infrastructure in place to support that and and texas was just not one of them all 200 plus counties in texas were under winter warnings and Some people probably still don't have power. I was reading stories about people dying from hypothermia and a lot of different things. And there are... Definitely people putting their boots on the ground and getting the people of Texas the resources they need. One of those people is not motherfucking Senator Ted Cruz, who took his ass to motherfucking Cancun with his family. He lost power and decided that he was going to go on goddamn vacation because his kids was out of school for a goddamn week. Texas. Now, we're going to get y'all together. We're going to send y'all the relief. We're going to send y'all the support y'all need. Y'all motherfuckers better vote that nigga out. Because if he showed nothing this time around, he definitely showed he don't give a shit about y'all. And so praying for everybody in Texas is truly, truly a sad situation. I need to figure out what organizations I want to donate my money to if you are able to please donate to Texas relief i mean it is it's it's real bad i just i see pictures of the babies bundled up and people trying to get to food and trying to just trying to stay fucking warm and you would think in a country that has so much money to invest in wars and 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 robs from poor students with through student loans and shit like that you would think that there would be enough shit in place to avoid stuff like this. But this is America, And, you know, fuck them. So shout out to Texans. I really hope that if you're listening to this, you're someplace safe, you're someplace warm. And if you are not able to get there now, that help is on the way. Also wanted to give a quick shout out to Rihanna who celebrated her birthday this Saturday. And really the bigger story for me is that she is kicking off Pisces season. Okay. It's our motherfucking time deal with it girls. But uh, Rihanna was in the news earlier this week. She had the girls all up in arms because she wore a, um, necklace and a recent picture of a Hindu God. And you know, the people were saying she was guilty of appropriation and I'm not going to comment on that. Cause that ain't my business. I'm not Hindu. I'm not from India. I can't, I'm not going to say anything about that, but you talking about a bitch who comes from a culture of people wearing Jesus pieces and shit like that. So I really don't think she was trying to appropriate, but also not my fight. I just want to say happy birthday, queen. Thank you for your many, many contributions to the world of music, to the world of beauty, uh, lingerie, and just being one of the better representations of Pisces because we the shit. Happy birthday, Re. All right. Now, let's get down to the square business. Somebody told me it's ghetto that I do that. I pop my lips. I love doing that. What's the problem? You know what I'm saying? It's always a key indicator when I'm eating because your mouth get water, you got to pop. Anyway, let's get into the news of the week. Who do I want to start with? Um, well, we were just talking about birthdays. So let's talk about Floyd Mayweather's super spreader birthday. Um, And really, that's the topic for me is that Floyd Mayweather celebrated his 44th birthday last week in a... Crazy, wild, star studded, over the top event in Florida. I am a Floridian, so I get to say people that live in Florida are dumb as fuck. Like, I mean, Florida, I understand you got a lot of money, I understand you turning 44. Do you understand that we live in a pandemic? Like, I don't understand why this was necessary. You go all out for every other birthday. You couldn't sit this one out. I'm just, and part of the problem is that Florida doesn't have real policies and protections in place in a panoramic. But anyway, um, yeah, last week, Floyd Mayweather turned 44 and he had his party in Fort Lauderdale. It was this huge star studded bash, um, 32,000 square foot event space. Everybody from Rick Ross to um, Jaque, is it Jaque? Jaque? The one that called his, the little short man who calls himself the, the king of RB. He was there, he performed. Um, and, it, and it honestly, no tea, no shade. It looks like a fun time. It just looked like some shit you would do. Pre COVID. Now they claimed there was COVID protocol in place. People were screened at the door. They did temperature checks and there was social distancing. Bitch, if you look at the picture, there is no social distancing. Okay. You don't see Floyd in a mask. Most people don't have a mask. Now, my name is Claire. I wasn't there. So maybe in the actual party, it looked different. But from the pictures that I saw, it looked like a super spreader event. So for a lot of their, you know, put your wigs on tight and wear your mask real good. Cause yeah, a lot of y'all ain't gonna be okay. And the gag of it all is Floyd did this whole party and his birthday is not until the twenty fourth. So really <laughs> you threw this early ass super spreader event for what? You know, this is why I said Rihanna is a better Representation of Pisces, because unfortunately, Floyd is Pisces and (sighs) Pisces shit. Happy birthday, Floyd, I guess. Congratulations are in order for our good sis, Naomi Osaka. She won her fourth Grand Slam title this weekend, um, beating Jennifer Brady in the 2021 Australian Open. You know, if bittersweet was a news story, it would be this because Naomi wins and we're we're excited about it. She's Japanese, she's Haitian, um, we claim her as black. I believe she claims to be black as well. So um I'm always about black girls winning. Um, but to get to her win, um she had to beat our good sis Serena. And Serena, who is a consummate athlete, did not take well to losing. And so while we applaud Naomi, part of me is always, you know, torn when it comes to Serena. Because I remember when Serena started out, when, when her and Venus were on the motherfucking tennis courts with the beads in their head. And so I am really happy for Naomi. Naomi has a 12-0 and record in quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals at the majors. So she's a very smart player, a very aggressive player, just a great player all around. Um, I hate to see Serena go down, but honestly, if she has to go down to anyone, I'm happy that it is Naomi because it feels very much like, you know, old school passing the torch to the new school. So Serena, play as long as you want, sis, because we're going to keep rooting for you. Naomi, keep kicking ass because we're going to keep rooting for you as well love to both of you queens. Speaking of queens, honey, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle said, "Child, fuck that throne." Okay? Last Friday, they announced that they will no longer serve as working members of the royal family. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex um originally stepped away from the royal family about a year ago. And uh, they made that decision following conversations between Meghan and Harry just about how, you know, they were being treated both within the family and um, in the media. And if you recall, you know, Harry's mama is Diana. And part of Diana's demise was A, her break from the royal family and B, how she was treated once that break happened. A lot of people say the car crash that cost her her life would not have happened you know, if the royal family had treated her better in her break with Prince Charles and all of that stuff. So this does not come as a surprise for me. Harry, from what I've heard and read and seen, was very close to his mom or or felt very um, traumatized or touched by her passing. So it does not surprise me that he's doing everything he can to protect his family. Meghan is currently pregnant with their second child. And so, this move does not surprise me at all. And to them, I say cheerio and congratulations. Anybody who watched The Crown, like, fuck the Royals. The Royals are... Awful people, and I get that. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I get that a lot of the things that they do are motivated with protecting the prestige or whatever of the crown. And so, it's not that they want to be awful people, but be very clear the royals are awful fucking people. If you look at how they treated Diana, if you look at how they treated other members of their family, I know the crown that show on Netflix is not. You know, 100% accurate to history. But a lot of that shit is correct. And so, you know, I ain't crying for the queen or none of them motherfuckers. I'm actually happy for Harry and Meghan that they have made their way out that shit. I wish them all the peace and blessings. Meanwhile, Prince William and Kate over there acting like they happy popping out a million kids when we know Prince William is elsewhere getting his dick wet, allegedly. So kudos to the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. I'm here for it, I'm happy for them. There's talk that they are doing a tell-all interview with Oprah, I will be tuned in. There's something historically stank about the British and um, I feel about them similarly to how I feel about Confederates. So I, I, I'm just here for what Harry and Meghan are doing. I'm, I'm tuned in, I'm interested. Fuck the British, y'all been mad cause Harry decided to marry a half black woman and so I'm here for them applying pressure. I mean, because who going to check us? Okay. Speaking of Meg's winning, Meg the Stallion was busy last week. Um, first up was the release of her Harper's Bazaar cover for the March issue. Y'all hated it. Y'all drugged that photographer from hell and back. And I looked at the pictures. There was one that was particularly awful, the one where she's like hunched over. But for the most part, it seemed fairly decent. And maybe that was y'all's problem is that it was really basic. But that's not the photographer's fault. That's, you know, the styling wasn't the best. But I don't know. I didn't hate it. I didn't understand the backlash for it. But, um, I mean, Megan got a cover on a high fashion magazine. Y'all should be excited about that. I don't, I don't know what the hotties were upset about with that. But the Megan news that I'm excited about is her confirming her relationship with rapper Partisan Fontaine, a.k.a. Party. Now, a lot of us... Well, let me speak for me. I do not know Party's music, won't lie. I only learned of Party when he went viral for that uh, remix he did to Brown Skin Girl where he was talking about how he loved brown girls and all that stuff. And I just remember the video vividly because he had his shirt off. and He looked real good. And the words he was saying was fine. And I was like, yes, daddy. But recently, you know, after after that happened, I was like, oh, okay, he's connected to Cardi B and they are close. And he's one of her ghostwriters and all of that stuff. So Party doesn't have particularly success on his own name but he is connected to uh the music business sort of as a behind the scene guy and does have a bit of coin now party has been on pursuit of megan for a minute just scroll through the shade room honey he has been lusting after megan for a while um pursued the hell out of her. And looks like it wore a little Miss Megan down now, honey, because she went on her live, confirmed that they are in a relationship, that he makes her happy, um, and she is just smitten, honey, she could not stop blushing. And I for one am a fan. I typically don't get behind these celebrity relationships because a lot of times y'all are linking up just for publicity or just to get your names out there just to keep us talking. But this feels genuine. It feels like he is genuinely making her happy and she is genuinely happy. Um, they share pictures of what he did for her for Valentine's day. We do not know how long they've been in this situation or whatever they have going on. Um, she did say the dick size was adequate. Amen. Hallelujah. But yeah, I'm excited for this. I mean, I think coming off of everything she went through with Tori, I'm just happy to see her in a relationship that seems stable. Some of y'all say he seems aggressive because of that little video that leaked to me. It sounded like he was trying to get to his drunk girlfriend. Cause she was in there acting a fool. I also like me an aggressive nigga. So I'm not one to speak, but until she or he shows me otherwise, I am totally here for Megan and party party is 31 years old. He's from New York. He has a four year old daughter, Jordy, um, who he seems to take care of. I believe he used to be in a relationship with cash doll. And I don't think cash doll has said anything negative about him. He's really close with Cardi B and worked with her on her music and ghost wrote for her. So he seems to have a co-sign and, I don't want to see him ripped apart because of his relationship with Meg. So I hope that everything works out with them. But I just, I just like love, y'all. And she, like, if you go to her, that video of her on her live, she just seems smitten. So best wishes to Megan. Best wishes to party. You know, another just good hood love story. I'm here for it. I will stay tuned. Keep my good eye on both of y'all. But, um,. Yeah, here's to love. I know that it's probably a certain impending divorce that y'all expecting me to talk about. I'm not finna do it, cause one, I told y'all I was not gonna say those names on this show. I think I slipped up a time, maybe two, but I don't address them people. Also, we told that nigga back in 2014 when he married so not to do it. Your big brother was Big's brother, didn't show up to the wedding. Because, A, he was dealing with his own shit, but also because he knew. And here we are, six years later, after we done told you what the situation was, you was running to her because your mama died and you was looking for a family. She was using you to create this picture-perfect image of a family. And we knew this was a match made in hell. We tried to tell you. You ain't listen. Now, four kids later, surrogacy, mental breakdowns, presidential runs, Sunday services, uh, reality TV shows, and all this shit later, here you go. And, you know, what what can a bitch say? There's nothing else to be said. I pray that the kids are not negatively impacted by this. I know that... You know, he has very awful mental health struggles. And I hope that he's not triggered in a way by this. I hope it's as amicable as it can be. But that's that's really all I have to say. I, you know, I'm surprised it lasts this long. But she got the kids that she wanted out of you. sucked you dry. And, um, yeah, that's that. And don't tell me, oh, well, she suffered too. Because, you know, his mental health, he was crazy when she met his ass. Be very clear. He was licking Amber Rose's bald head on red carpets when she met his motherfucking ass. So she ain't woe out from him being mentally unstable. She just got what she wanted and now she moving on because that's what that family do. And um, that's all I have to say about that. Best wishes. And that's going to do it for the square business this week. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. And Action. This week's Their Eyes Are Watching Malcolm and Marie. Now, I hear one of y'all in the background talking about, oh she late. How she just not watching this? Girl, go to hell, okay? I, I just got to it. The people was tweeting about it, talking about it. I try to let y'all get it all out y'all system first so I can watch from a fresh perspective. Now, Malcolm and <laughs> Marie, woo, trigger warning. So, essentially, if you're late to the game like me and you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it too much. But the movie is about a filmmaker and his girlfriend. He has his premiere night for this movie that he's been working on, which is seemingly a story uh, that makes his career, but is also based on his girlfriend's struggle. And so the whole movie is about one long night of them having a single argument about their relationship. And it's starring John David Washington, who is the son of legendary Denzel Washington. Marie is played by Zendaya, um, or is it Zendaya? Zendaya, Zendaya. She's mixed. So I feel like her white side might call her Zendaya, the black side Zendaya, whatever. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, And yeah, it was powerful, Um, it was compelling, but it was triggering as fuck. And the trigger for me was because I saw myself in Malcolm, um, who was vicious and quick-witted with the tongue, but I also saw myself in Marie, who was heavily insecure and just, child, just watch the scene of them in the bathroom. Like, woo, my God. I mean... I'm not going to give too much away, but the gist of it is it it just explores how intense, how fragile, how passionate their relationship is and really how broken the both of them are. And they've bonded through that. And the movie just kind of rips back the layers of their pain their insecurity, and I would say their love. I think when you watch it, you see that they very much care for each other, very much love each other, but I think, you know, the heaviness of their relationship has turned sort of toxic in a sense. I saw a lot of people tweeting that it was triggering for them, and I get why. I get why, because they had a lot of tough conversations that a lot of you niggas don't have in y'all relationships. And it was awful to watch. It was hard to swallow. But if more people were open and honest about relationships this way, you wouldn't suffer as long as you did in your relationship. A lot of y'all wouldn't stick around the way that you did, if you really ripped back the layers and had these sort of conversations that Malcolm and Marie had at the end of the movie, you know, they go to bed they wake up the next day with each other. So we don't know if they actually break up. I pray to God they do, because my Lord, if nothing else, their conversation should have shown that they were definitely at the end of the road. But yeah, I, I didn't hate it the way that most people did, because I thought it was very real and very honest. When you are with a person that long and it seems like one person is moving forward and one person hasn't fully healed, that creates these sort of issues and problems and it can get nasty and it can get dirty. And in a quarantine, I know a lot of y'all should have been having this sort of conversation. So um, I didn't hate it. I thought it was very real. I thought that the two of them did great jobs as actors. Um, People were saying like Zendaya's performance was transformative. I didn't get that. Sorry, didn't. Motherfucking John David though, baby. Some of the stuff he was saying, I thought I was looking at a younger version of his daddy. Like he did an amazing job. And and I don't want to take away from Zendaya's job. She did a great job as well. I just didn't see it as like, Super transformative where they're like comparing her to Viola Davis. Like, girl, let's let's all simmer down. She did a great job um, and a better job than anybody would have ever thought a Disney kid would do. But she wasn't foaming at the mouth or snotting out the nose or ripping her wig off like our good sis Viola. OK, so let's let's not. She's not the queen Viola yet. But yeah, if you have not seen it, I encourage you to watch it watch it with your spouse too. Like it's 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 a tough watch. I'm not going to lie. It is not roses and rainbows. It's not this super dope, heartwarming love story. It is it is still a love story. It's about two people who love each other passionately and who have been through a lot of things with each other and are exploring the trauma that their relationship experiences have created for them. So, this week their eyes were watching Malcolm and Marie starring Zendaya and John David Washington. All right, we are at the end of the show, which y'all know ends in a maestro moment. If you have a maestro moment of your own, if you are looking for some advice, have some topics for the show, be sure to send them over to me at maestrosmailbox at gmail.com. Again, that's M-A-E-S-T-R-O-S mailbox at gmail.com love to hear from you guys share with me any advice you're looking for anything's happening in your life anything you want me to address on the show but this week's maestro moment is about the lies they tell I'm going to preface this with the fact that last week I was called an unfit mother now anybody who knows me knows how hard I ride for my kid Um, knows my kid is a prominent part of my life. I'm not here to justify my parenting. I know who I am as a parent. But hearing that triggered me in a way that had me second guessing myself. Because when people are angry, when people are upset, when people are miserable, they say whatever. And because we are human, because we are beings that have flesh and feelings, Sometimes those things can get to us But what we gotta remember is that When we sit to our tables We are not here to eat lies And people gonna bring a lot of lies to your table For you to eat You're not this You're not that You are this You are that You should be doing this You shouldn't be doing that A lot of that shit has nothing to do with you And everything to do with them And if you continue to sit at those tables And if you continue to let them feed you those lies, eventually you're going to starve because those things don't align with who you are. Those things don't align with the plan that God has for your life. And because you fill your space and you fill your plate with all of these lies and you're eating from them, you're not full, you're empty. You got to know who you are. You got to stand firm in who you are. And even if no one else believes it, even if no one else sees it, even if no one else understands it, you got to keep walking the path that's true to your life. And I preached a lot last week. I'm not preaching a lot this week. That is the simple God's honest truth. A lot of motherfuckers going to tell lies about you. They lied on Jesus. A lot of motherfuckers ain't going to like you. They ain't like Jesus. A lot of motherfuckers going to have negative shit to say about you. A lot of motherfuckers going to misunderstand you. A lot of motherfuckers going to paint narratives about you that you know are not true. It is not your job To fight those lies It is not your job To sit at the table and eat those lies What's your job Is to operate in the excellence And the brilliance that is you And that is it That's my maestro moment of the week Well I think that's a wrap y'all I made it through with my chocolate covered Um Made it through with my um Whiskey sour And I really hope that you guys enjoyed the show. I love that y'all listen each week. I love hearing your feedback. Um, I love y'all for loving me. So until next time, be good to yourself, love your family and friends, and always remember to make the most of every day that God gives you. I love y'all for real. Peace.